0: Welcome back to the 573 Podcast. I'm your host Steven Ebers and on today's episode we are talking turkeys and we're sitting down with Austin Oberhaus aka the turkey slayer to kind of talk about our upcoming turkey season here in Missouri and some of the scouting techniques that Austin uses to locate birds to get ready for that opening day turkey. We talk about our traveling for this upcoming turkey season and what our plans are. We also talk about getting a bird roosted and the strategies that go into killing a bird off the roost and much much more so basically we're going to be talking turkey and we're excited about it we hope you guys are too now before we jump off here and get into the episode if you guys could leave us a review give us a five star rating if you guys have been enjoying these episodes then uh, tell us what you like whether it's a certain episode or a certain segment that we do on these podcasts that you've been really enjoying or learning or just fly out entertained by uh we really use that feedback and uh produce better content for everybody so i appreciate you guys listening and appreciate any feedback we get let's go ahead and get into the episode All right, we are rolling, folks, and uh, if you guys are new to the podcast, I'm the host, Stephen Ebers, and today we have our guest.
1: Austin Oberhaus.
0: Austin, I really appreciate you coming on in a pinch, man. It's just been one of those times of the year where we've all been pretty stretched thin. Travis got a new job this year, and uh, Carter's down in Texas working the dogs, and Nick's building a house. So things are getting crazy, and I thought, man, I really want to talk turkeys, and I figured that talking to the turkey slayer would probably be the best thing to do so thanks for coming on man
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: i've had a trail camera out it's a cell camera and just being a little lazy and haven't grabbed it yet and i got a picture yesterday and uh, things are getting a little frisky here in missouri yeah i think i might have seen that picture yeah turkeys are starting to uh like he was strutting it -hmm. was a strutting gobbler on the on the trail cam photo but he was with a lone hen. And that, I mean, do you typically see that, you know, no. this time of year? Or they, they're no, pretty grouped typi- up, ain't yeah, they?
1: Yeah, they're very grouped up. I uh, Maybe you just caught those two in the picture.
0: I, I kind of agree with you, man. You know how trail cameras are. Yeah. You don't get the full story. That's right. So I'm pretty excited for this season. It's coming up here. You know, a lot of seasons have opened, yeah. you know, throughout the U.S.
1: Yeah, it's officially turkey season, just not for everybody. <laughs>
0: I know you're headed, headed somewhere pretty soon, aren't you?
1: Yeah, Thursday. Um, not sure what time we're leaving, but sometime Thursday, headed to Nebraska to bow hunt.
0: Hell yeah, man! Have you ever bow hunted turkeys before? Never. Oh, this will so, be cool.
1: Yeah, it's a it's something I've always wanted to do, but I don't know. I'm going this year, <laughs> so
0: you going with anybody?
1: Yeah, going with uh, Baron May. Um, you guys might have. Seen him on the five seven three a couple of times.
0: Yeah, he's been on a couple of videos smacking big bucks. Yeah, huh. I think it'll be cool. I know uh, that's kind of a challenge, really. You know, I know that you have no difficulty getting in range within turkeys, mm-hmm. but this will be something new for you. Yeah, totally. Getting one different. with a bow. Yeah, you've been shooting a lot.
1: Yeah, I have. Uh, well, I'm not as much as I should probably, but I did. Uh, I switched up my arrow setup from. My whitetail setup that I had—it was just a little heavier arrow and a fixed-blade broadhead—and I've went to a lighter arrow um, and a expandable broadhead.
0: What are you? What are you going to be shooting broadhead-wise?
1: Uh, the Grim Reaper. I'm not sure what kind it is. It's, I don't know. It's like a three-blade expandable. Does not have a collar or a rubber band on it. Huh. So. It's uh, just all, like, kind of folds up and stays like that.
0: You guys going to be filming out there?
1: Yeah, yeah, we're going to take the camera. We're going to – I don't know what kind of video it's going to be. But, um, <laughs> it gets
0: pretty crazy on them out-of-state trips. Yeah,
1: it does, and uh, we're going to do our best to get the kill on camera and whatever, but, you know, it is turkey hunting and bow hunting at that, so I, I just I don't know what's going to happen.
0: Well – I think it's gonna be really cool either way just to be out there with a bow in hand in Nebraska of all places and then Yeah.
1: That's became one of our primo yeah locations. Spots, yeah.
0: Are you trying something different this year? Are you going somewhere different than yeah. maybe you have in the past?
1: Yeah, it's a different area than like what we were in and uh it's yeah. It's a new area but uh I think it's gonna be similar to what we were in um
0: sand hill type yeah. Three well
1: area. yeah i mean i expect it to be a little sandy type of stuff like that but a lot of um pasture and like creek bottom type of stuff
0: um, i think that's where they like to go in yeah. creek bottoms yeah. we always this
1: is also this is going to be on private land so
0: oh really yeah that'd be what? Kind of a nice change of pace. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be any easier, though.
1: Yeah, it's just a permission thing. I mean, it's not a, you know, outfitter lease or something, what, something that's, yeah, real fancy. I don't know. I don't even know what's going to I've looked at it on the map a few times, and it looks it looks like there's turkeys there. So,
0: Well, what makes you think that?
1: Uh, I mean, there's a creek that runs through the whole property, and then it's just a lot of pasture and, um, like, big hedgerows and things like that. Like, just not like a giant track of woods, you know, it's out west. So, it's, uh, there is quite a bit of timber. It's just like the hedgerow draw type of stuff. And there's, like I said, the creek and uh, a lot of pasture ground. Uh, it's just something yeah. that kind of reminds me of here a little bit. But, I mean, it will be a little a little bit different, I guess, as in um
0: i guess the, you wouldn't know you've never been there have you well no yeah yeah so know. that's cool though that you you kind of picked out some spots already that you kind of are eyeing just from using maps i assume yeah to try to locate these birds already get you a good idea, yeah. idea.
1: on x yeah mapping yeah that's what i Hit that's what i was using waypoints yeah dropping some pins down and dropping some pins seeing gonna see if it holds true when we get there No.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll find out pretty soon. How long are you guys staying there for?
1: Uh, so we're leaving the thirty-first Thursday, and we'll be back. Planning on being back the fourth Monday at some point. I don't know. We might hunt that morning and then come home, or I don't know. But we'll see.
0: That'll be sweet. Any uh, other trips planned for the Turkey Slayer?
1: Uh, yeah. This year there is a. Uh, I mean, obviously, Missouri will open next. Um, so that's where I'll be. Be back here. But after that, probably going to go back to Nebraska again in like mid May time timeframe. Um, I know that me and you were talking about a possible trip like that out there. And oh, yeah. Uh, so.
0: Yep. I just, I had um, such a good time last year yeah i don't think we got to talk too much about our turkey hunt last year in nebraska just the seasons changed and turkey was the yeah not the subject anymore you know and it was the first time i'd ever even been to nebraska outside of maybe like omaha or something Mm -hmm. and the terrain there was so unique and the birds were such a different hunt than here in missouri i was like Totally I definitely different. want to keep doing that
1: yeah i I agree, I love it, I don't know something about I just like being out west anyway that it's just cool.
0: It's good for the soul man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean I agree. it really is it's one of those things where you know it's it's just kind of nice, you know you get done with winter time, winter is depressing let's face it and then spring's coming up you looking forward to turkey season and just mm-hmm. getting a trip away from home yeah from your home turkeys from the home pressure and just getting yep. out there and learning new things
1: yep getting away for a little bit it's pretty <clears throat> while you're able to hunt turkeys so yeah nothing better than that
0: absolutely and then so is is that pretty much the end of your season then uh nebraska uh, missouri nebraska
1: no um i plan on possibly going to kansas um and also um i'm thinking either wisconsin or michigan for like the last week of may sometime in there
0: that'll be cool that's that's also new territory for you huh yeah
1: never been there so
0: michigan man they i think their season runs till like june or something yeah like that. i think
1: it's june 7th this year and their system is which something i noticed um from just being a traveling turkey hunter so to speak for the past couple years that this year there's been a lot of changes to a lot of states and their seasons and regulations like
0: has it affected you
1: uh yeah i mean i was i was going i planned on going to mississippi or alabama early march um they typically have like a march 15th opener some somewhere around there and i think that's when mississippi opened this year it was like the 15th or 16th or something but they made a rule for non-resident hunters that you if you're not hunting um private land you're going to public you have to put in for a draw system so if you oh wow. It's like yeah, down and west. I missed the Big game. I missed the time frame to even like apply for it, so I was just SOL. Yeah, I the mean,
0: procrastinators in yeah. us. Yeah,
1: I mean, I could have went down there and tried to knock on doors, but uh, it's just not something I was wanting to get into.
0: Yeah, and I I think the Southeast is known for the pressure. Yeah. In turkey season, and yeah, so probably I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you can't could talk get permission, them into them, but yeah,
1: but yeah, either way, I just I didn't want to go down there and. Just waste a bunch of time and not be able to hunt.
0: Yeah, I I totally get it, man.
1: And al anyways, Alabama is about the same way. Uh they actually made it to where I think their season opened on like the twenty fifth of March or something for private landowners. Um if you are not you didn't have to own private land but you had to be hunting private land. So if you didn't have a hunting lease or have a bunch of property, then you are not able to hunt until sometime in early April, I believe.
0: So yeah, they've changed a lot. I know. Yeah.
1: Several other states too. Oklahoma changed. Yeah. Um, did Do they
0: change their season or do they just yeah, they change? Changed I their, know it's a one bird limit this year. Yeah,
1: they changed. Changed to a one bird limit and they open like I think 2 days before we open. They run they still run like a 30 day season, I think.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it's good to know. Like those things are really good to know, especially if you're getting new into out-of-state hunting
1: yeah georgia changed they they went to the same uh you know you can their season opened sometime in late march to hunt private land and then public land is not available until april 9th um so that's youth season here
0: yeah i'm i'm excited for youth season we've got a couple kids that are pretty excited to go for their first time this year and i'm going to take them and we're going to see what happens. I'm hoping we can get a few birds roosted and ready to go for them. Yeah. But these guys are gun-ho. I'm telling you, these kids live outdoors. It's the type of kids, you know, you don't see often these days anymore. Yeah. You know, typically you're seeing them kids playing on video games, and there's nothing wrong with that.
1: No, but you gotta, you want to have a little outdoor interaction at the same time, but rather it's, you know, just being outside, doing whatever. Yeah. Sports, I mean, I mean anything, but.
0: These kid these kids are uh I'm out bow hunting, you know, in the fall last year. Yeah, I remember this story, I think. <laughs> and uh had a couple trespassers and uh they're about like ten years old. Yeah. They weren't trespassing though. And uh they were squirrel hunting. Yep. They didn't know I was sitting there in the stand. Well, they're awesome. out there with their four tens and I I eventually got their attention, you know, just to keep everything safe. But it was nice to see because, I mean, when I was a little kid around their age, I was out there with yeah. a pellet gun and, yeah. you know, just roaming the roaming the woods and getting in touch with nature and developing, you know, woodsmanship, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's pretty cool, and I'm excited. Hopefully we can get at least one of them on a bird, if not both of them, yeah. when season comes. But you were talking about regulations. Um, mm-hmm. Just curious because I was looking up Nebraska because I know that's – you know kind of where we want to go yeah this year and did they go from three birds to one bird
1: no it's still three three birds
0: oh yeah i must have so. i think i read something on there where it was like
1: and i'm pretty sure you you can kill them the same day
0: all three yeah oh wow yeah. that's a that'd be a hell of a day dude yeah it would um i know i know that this time of year and i don't i even think sometime when we weren't there last may there was turkey's grouped up so i mean the possibility isn't out of the question Mm-mm. with a bow i mean no, yeah that's, you have to be slinging them like um, robin hood or something yeah <laughs> i
1: only plan on you know shooting one two tops this first trip i want to save a tag for when i go back obviously yeah I'm gonna be hunting a different area so when we go back
0: of course um yeah, so you know, as we're gearing up for these seasons, you know, I, I think a lot of our listeners are probably around the five seven three. So, I think we'll stick tight to it, you yeah. know. <clears throat> but talk some Missouri turkey. That's right. We're gonna talk a little Missouri turkey. We've been talking out of state, and and let me tell you something. There's nothing more than I love than hunting out of state. Yeah. But uh, I kind of want to know more about what these birds are doing here in the preseason, and maybe tactics that you implement right now. They can help you bag a bird closer to opening day. Yeah.
1: Well, the main thing is, you know, scouting. you got to find the turkeys. So, you know, trail cameras, um, driving around, looking in fields, um, I mean, where you're going to be able to hunt or, you know, try to get permission to hunt or something. Um, you got to find the turkeys. So whatever that takes, you know, might have to go shed hunting slash turkey scouting and maybe you find where they're roosting at or find a bunch of scratching or see them or hear them, you know, anything that lets you know they're in the area. And then you just chip away from there. I mean, try to figure out where they are roosting if you don't know and just uh, bounce around until you find them.
0: Okay. And specifically, you know, when you're looking around in the woods –
1: What am I looking for? Yeah
0: what are you looking for because I mean Uh, most people don't even know what scratching looks like and then another thing is you know how do you know where they're roosting unless you see them in a tree?
1: Yeah well they I mean if you find a a big roost site uh, where a lot of turkeys have been flying up and roosting in the tree there's going to be turkey droppings um, around the trees like on the ground and uh, you're probably gonna see a lot of scratching which is like you'll see like the leaves kind of all ruffled up and like a like they're it's going in a path kind of okay Um, or it could be all spread out because I mean if there's a lot of turkeys they just you know you know how a flock of turkeys walks through the woods they all spread out and they're everybody one of them's looking the other one's scratching then vice versa
0: so. yeah so it looks kind of like you know they kind of dug up the leaves and there's just a bare spot yeah there's just a small they're
1: turning the leaves over to look for bugs or whatever you know acorns anything something to eat
0: now it's today is march 28th and you know when you find this turkey sign right now mm-hmm. how much is that translating into you know our season opener being on the 18th of april is that something that you're not paying a lot of attention to you're just kind of keeping tabs if turkeys move in and out or if they're there more regularly around this time or like what exactly
1: yeah i'm i'm definitely keeping on keeping an eye on like if they're there a lot what time of the day they're there um you know they are really grouped up right now but um like if it's a say it's a area with a lot of fields and like just wooded draws and stuff like that if it's kind of the same habitat you know all the way around for for a good bit like of an area Um, like if it's just cornfield after cornfield soybean field you know there's no there's not a lot of diversity there um you know I'm keeping an eye on which fields I'm seeing them in and uh you know, what's around there, if they're, if the, like, wooded draw is big enough that there's roost trees there. Um, You know, obviously, if you're, if you see them out there at 645 in the morning, I mean, they, you know, they were probably sleeping somewhere close to that area. So, like, in that open field type of scenario, I'm I'm just, like, keeping tabs on the fields they're in and just keeping in mind that, You know, they might not always be on that schedule and hitting that same field. I mean, if everything is the same, they're just going to bounce around, you know, unless there's something there like a big creek or, you know, just something that's like screams turkey that, you know, they just love to be around. I mean, they need a lot of different things in a small area. So... I mean, I'm looking for any type of diversity. Like if one, you know, they might like using said field because there's a role in the field and, you know, when you're driving by you can only briefly see it or you can't even see the back corner or something. And, you know. That's the corner that's, they're in. <laughs> yeah, that's where they're at because, you know, it's a little small little spot where nothing can see them. They might be out of the wind or, you know, anything.
0: So I mean, do these do these roost trees vary, um, or is absolutely similar for sure? I in mean, Missouri we, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean we got a lot of oak trees and you know anything with a lot of horizontal cover and branches like that's where they're gonna that's what they want. So I mean I've seen turkeys roost in trees that looked like maybe they were too small for them to be in. I mean you just you know there's a lot of they have a lot of options here. I mean, sycamore tree, big giant sycamore trees and creek bottoms. You might see them up there. You know, way up in the, way up in the tree. That's a typical big tree, like you know. But it just varies. I mean, small anything that's big enough to support them, they'll get in. Yeah. If it's any something to their advantage, they're going to use the terrain to their advantage, like we are. So wherever they're roosted, that's typically going to be so. They can hear, other birds can hear them, they can see. They want to be up in the tree, and a gobbler wants to be up in a tree and be able to gobble and let the world know he's there. At the same time, he wants to be able to see if you know any hens are already down on the ground near his roost tree, he's going to fly down to them. I mean, it's just what they do. I mean, also they're looking for predators and everything else. But
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense, man. You're getting me fired up just thinking about it. You know, do you find that that opening week here in Missouri, at least, is a little bit more predictable of what the turkey is going to be doing? Um, Or is it the further the season gets in? I
1: mean, just from hunting Missouri year after year, yeah. I mean, typically it's like when you're taking a kid youth hunting or something, it's just you can call in almost any turkey, it seems like, because they're in that, I don't know, the end of that first stage where it's they've Started to break off and, um, you know, the boss gobblers probably have all the hens and there's a lot of subordinate toms hanging out, you know, that don't have a hen yet. So you run into a lot of those.
0: Damn kids. Yeah. (laughs) I would say that uh, our turkey population would probably be On a pretty big decline, more so than maybe people say it is. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we were hunting that earlier. Yeah, it
1: it definitely is. I mean, can you still get into really good turkey hunting in Missouri? Yes, absolutely. But I think so. At the same time, um, there's just not the numbers that there were ten years ago. I mean, even five years ago. So I mean, it's it's a continuing trend that seems to be happening.
0: And I'm almost not, everywhere yeah and i'm not trying to say you know look at me look at me but this these last couple of years i decided you know and i think it should be a philosophy of a lot of missouri residents that own pieces of land is to try and just do your part yeah you know?
1: that's the thing too i mean that's why i think it's so hard to figure anything out because most of your you know there's a lot of Private landowners. I mean, way more private land than there is public land. So,
0: I want to uh, say there's like 11% we, public land in Missouri.
1: Yeah, and you can't regulate somebody to, you know, make them trap or do this or
0: or not shoot every yeah. single male turkey. Yeah, in the, exactly. you know, on their property, I mean,
1: not take. Yeah, not just shoot, you know, six turkeys off a of place every year because you can.
0: Yeah, and you know, we're not we're not advocating no fun. I just no. – I'm just thinking, you know, about the future. Yeah, I mean,
1: they're hunting under legal regulations, but it's just – Yeah, bringing cousins and brothers yeah, and everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, just and all. a lot of the – a lot of the, I don't know, things like that just may not be good for them. Um, you know, I I don't know what it's going to take. I'm no biologist or whatever. You know, I don't know yeah, what to do, and, but
0: – I know that, you know, we had a couple guys come on last year, you know, with Landon Legacy and then uh, Ben Dickman with the Missouri Department of Conservation. We kind of talked a little bit about the best ways to to help the habitat. And so I implemented some of those factors into my own piece of property, whether that be, you know, um, select cutting some trees to try to get, you know, more sunlight to the ground and, and get more cover in the woods. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on getting uh, a fire going um, this year on, in a couple of my food plot areas. And then, you know, with trapping, that's something that I've definitely lacked in. Um, but this year, you know, we learned from Carter a little bit about the first steps to trapping. So I'm really excited to get going on that. And Missouri just extended the length of the fur bear season. Mm-hmm. So that'll be something yeah. that I think really helps a lot of prey. Yeah. moving forward
1: yeah it's going to help yeah i mean a lot of wildlife um i think we just have way too many predators on the landscape and we need to do something about it it, it needs to be a the new trend you know to trap but not everybody gets into trapping it's it's just a a dying, lost art yeah lost, i agree dying art.
0: i agree but one thing i you know a positive though is like everybody seems to be getting into these coyote tournaments Mm -hmm. and that seems to be the most popular thing in hunting right now and the the trend is that people like shooting coyotes so we probably need to get on get somebody on to talk about shooting coyotes and and coyote tournaments and whatnot just because i think that you know gets people fired up because i I won't lie man it's pretty fun Mm -hmm. it is a pretty good time
1: yeah i went with a a buddy. Well, we were just roosting turkeys last year, but he brought his electronic uh, coyote howler or whatever. Just kind of set it out in the field, and we had coyotes come like fifty yards from us. And I, I don't know. It was just, it was crazy. Like I'm sure it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and then uh, I, I like think...
1: calling anything in and <laughs> shooting it. But...
0: I know, I know. That's why I love turkey hunting so much. It's just the the feedback you get. You know you're you're talking to them, you know, yeah. and it's just so communicative, and mm-hmm. yep. it's just really something different. And you know, I, you would you're probably just looking at me, thinking, I know, buddy, I've been trying to get you into this for a long time. Yeah, I so think, I'm I glad think, you did, I man. It's so, been, probably oh yeah, hook set, dude. You've already got me on shore. I'm flopping like a damn fish. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped, especially for this upcoming season. You know, it'll it'll be a little different this year. Got a baby on the way, but you know we. My wife is the single coolest wife I think out there when it comes to me hunting, and so I bet she's gonna let me slip out for a couple turkey hunts here in Missouri.
1: Yeah, I think so. She's she's a good girl, good woman. Yeah. Congratulations to you guys on that.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you. We talk a lot about roosting these birds, and I think one thing that would be probably beneficial for people to know is how to roost a bird and what that actually means. Yeah. And believe it or not, I know that sounds like a silly question, but I had a guy I was with a couple of years ago who I thought – I I know he had killed a turkey before I'd ever even been turkey hunting. And I told him, I was like, well, let's go roost some birds. Yeah. And, and he's like, what's that? And I told him, he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah, I think that can't be real. I might
1: have been on that little escapade.
0: <laughs> well, anyways – uh, enlighten me in the in the audience.
1: Okay, so there's roosting is like a broad thing to to say because like some people just get out of the truck and they know the turkeys roost 400 yards across this field or something in the block of woods and they stand out their truck and owl hoot and listen to them gobble. Um, I mean, you do know the general area that they're in, but like roosting one um I consider to like know exactly what tree that they're in. Like you you know, you uh you go in and camo, um you might take I mean, yeah, you're gonna take some turkey calls or whatever, but um you're not you're not necessarily gonna be hand calling or trying to imitate a turkey while you're there, so to speak, like if you know that you can't get away with it. Like if you get up and, you know, get in the woods and you run up on some turkeys or something and you know you just gotta kinda crouch down and you know just wait and see what they're gonna do um, but if you like say you're set up and you're in an area where you think the turkeys are gonna fly up to roost you might call a little bit and just see if you get a response or if you hear one goblin you might call at him just a little bit you know don't over don't overdo it and like call him up and scare you know he comes up and sees you and runs off but just you know give him a little bit and then he might come in looking for you and not know where you're at and then he's gonna if it's close to roost time he's gonna fly up close to that area because he thinks there's a hen somewhere around um you know that's obviously if he's alone he doesn't have any hens but if you're on like a flock of turkeys i probably wouldn't take a call um i would just or I, w- I mean, I might have it, but I'm probably not going to use it. I'm just going to get somewhere where I think that they're going to, you know, fly up at or within earshot of that, or you know, hopefully I can see them after you know they fly up and I can see them in the tree. But um, that's like getting just really specific about where they're at, and um, you know, it's I guess got its benefits you go in and you know exactly what you want to do. I mean, they might not cooperate, but you have a, you know, I feel like your odds are best when you know exactly where they're at.
0: Okay. And I feel like we should preface the fact that in Missouri, the season uh, closes at 1 p.m. every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we aren't hunting in the afternoons. No. So that's kind of something that a strategy that we tend to do here in Missouri is just roost these birds. And, you know, another thing that you brought up that might – be confusing to some is, you know, when we are roosting these birds. I like how you said it. We're about 400 yards or so away from where we think they're gonna roost. Because yeah. I mean, if we're right in their wheelhouse, you know, getting up to leave or trying to get yeah. out of there or trying yeah. not to spook them. When yeah, I we're was coming gonna, in. I was
1: gonna add in like if you have one that's you know you're back there set up and you hear one just fired up gobbling, you know, and you call to him and he responds and he's you know comes in if you see him fly up like a situation this thing just flew up within 100 yards or you know whatever you're you're stuck there until it's until it's dark but and it that part does suck but you just got to make sure you're comfortable and just ready to hang out if you have to because you know, it can really pay off
0: around what time do you think you know these birds are actually flying up into the trees, and oh. I, don't, I don't mean like a specific time. Yeah, just like so, thirty minutes after sunset, or.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, generally, typically, typically, yeah. I mean, it's also weather dependent. I mean, if it's a really rainy, dark type of day, I mean, they might they might be in the tree an hour before it gets dark, maybe even longer. I don't, you know, it just. The weather <clears throat> dictates that. I mean, if it's a normal, you know, whatever, nice sunny day, then, yeah, they'll, they'll probably hang out a little bit longer and wait to fly
0: up. Okay. And, you know, do you always know there's going to be turkeys in these areas, or are you just some, do you sometimes try to guess so you can, like, pick up more turkeys in areas?
1: Yeah, I mean, I do try and hit some new spots and try and figure – you know, figure out where more turkeys are, but a lot of, anymore, I mean, a lot of what I do is, um, a lot of the spots that I've known about for a while, so I I do know that there are turkeys in the area, and then, so it's, I kind of zero in a lot faster than being somewhere you've never been to, and getting on turkeys, I mean.
0: Do you find that, you know, when you're scouting these birds, even early season, or, or any time of the year, that they tend to gobble more on the roost whenever it's afternoon or if it's in the morning?
1: Um, usually in the morning. It doesn't matter when it is, That's is. They're just going to gobble more in the morning. I don't know. Uh,
0: that's just what you've seen?
1: Yeah, that's what I've always noticed. I mean, yeah, you get certain certain nights where they really gobble a lot, you know, after they've flown up in the tree and roosted for the night. Uh, those are the really fun ones the next morning usually.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the ones that just can't shut up. Yeah. I know we went on a hunt with Baron, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. And that we we went you know, we went uh we got there right, you know, thirty minutes after sunset mm-hmm. and
1: Yeah, and that was one of those things too, you know, um we just sat at the truck and listened to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, kind of just how you said it, you know, mm-hmm. about 400, maybe probably a little farther yeah. at that point, but uh, you know, that far away and just hung out by the truck and made all kinds of noises, mm-hmm. you know. And we'll talk about that. I think we should, but I think that is a good example of one of those birds that you know is hot because we left there well after dark, Man. still listening to that bird hammer, Yeah, and left when we with got the there. Goblin. And, and he, we got there? Early. and We and he was got all, there way early.
1: Yeah, and he was gobbling already. He was like, <laughs> it he just, was I don't know if he just gobbled crazy. all night or what, but yep. that turkey gobbled, and he gobbled, I mean, the whole time, the whole time.
0: Yep. And so when we're roosting birds, you know, we've probably, when I'm saying we're making noises, I know you already mentioned an owl hoot. Is there other things that you use if the owl hoot's not working? Yeah,
1: obvi- Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you can use, typically what I like to do in the afternoon is a coyote howl um, if the owl's not working. Um, but you can crow call or, you know, something like that that, you know, typically you might use later in the day. But there, you can still hear a crow in the afternoon, you know. So
0: so crow call, crow call coyote, coyote, coyote
1: call, owl hoot. owl hoot. Coyote call works the best, I think, just so high pitch. Um, it just busts that frequency that they make some gobble i don't know what it is but
0: i found just in my own limited experience that the crow call is more beneficial like midday yeah it It seems to work really well it is but
1: i mean you know you know when you're walking in the in the woods in turkey season you hear a crow you stop yeah every time every time You'd be walking around in your yard stopping because you heard a crow like
0: <laughs> <laughs> sitting there weed eating, you yeah. know.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean I think I think we pretty much nailed roosting birds on the head. And you know, I think that helps a little bit with scouting too, is just kind of knowing what to do to locate these birds because they give up their location. Yeah. You know, and I think people sometimes try to do too much diligence, scouting, and if there's a bird there, you know, the best way to learn about it is if you're calling to it and it's calling back to you. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, because I did do this, and I know you kind of already mentioned it a little bit. You know, I I already had birds roosted. I knew they had flown up. I heard their wings fly up. Yeah. So what I did was I started doing a little bit of a hang call mm-hmm. when they were already flown up. Yeah. Um, just my theory was that they would know where those hens were for tomorrow morning or mm-hmm. the next morning and then they would try to go that way do you find that to yeah. be advantageous or, um, or something that you've implemented at all
1: yeah i've i've tried that before and i've had it work um i mean it's nothing works every time but uh yeah i've seen that work for sure that's and you know the terrain matters the the foliage or whatever if it's more green um in the woods at that time like obviously it's going to be harder for them to pinpoint where you're at or if you're right on the other side of a ridge from him he might not be able to see over there or whatever it is whatever the case may be you know as long as he he knows the general area where you're at and that's that's kind of what you want i mean until they get within gun range and maybe it's too thick then maybe you do a little calling and they zone in exactly where you're at and walk down your gun barrel. But
0: <laughs> Ideally, right? Yeah. I mean, so let's say you've got a bird roosted, you know, if and, and this could probably go a million different ways. But in your mind, I know you've got spots that, you know, you've seen how these turkeys move because in my experience and I know in your experience too, if a turkey flies down and goes a different direction – there's a, not a high chance of that bird's turning around. Like you're yeah. going yeah, to fix him to chase him. So the, the big the big strategy then is setting up. You know, the setup has to be perfect. And I know that probably is situational. Yeah. But how do you what what factors go into setting up on a bird that you know you have roosted?
1: Um, I well, you know, ideally I would be on the west side of them in the morning because, you know, he's not going to want to walk into the sun with the sun in his eyes. They might go that way. I don't, you know, you never know what they're going to do. But I'm typically going to be on the west side of them if I can. I mean, it doesn't always work out that way. There might be, however the terrain is laying, you might need to be on the east side or be whatever, north or south. But another thing, like if I can, I mean, if I'm going to use decoys, I kind of want to set the decoys up to where he can see them. And maybe, you know, he sees that decoy and he's in the tree and he's going to fly down and walk over to it. If I'm not using a decoy, I want to have some type of structure in front of me to where I'm trying to pick out that spot where he's going to fly down. And if he's coming to my calling, he's going to get to a certain spot where he can see down where I'm at. And if he doesn't see a hen, he's going to leave. I want that to be in gun range. So if that's a whatever, sitting on just the other side of the ridge so when he pops his head over, you can kill him or, you know, whatever that may be. Um, thicker thicker, thicker cover. cover, you know, where he's got to come in looking more, uh, anything like that.
0: Do you find that, and this is just maybe my own curiosity, do you find that birds, toms, typically try to fly on top of, like, hills or get up onto a high point? just because yeah. they're trying to yeah, they're be try- seen.
1: They're trying to be seen. They're trying to call up hens. You know, that's that's just what they do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, you said the factors to be seen, um, you know, to keep the sun out of their eyes and try to set up in a location where if they can see there's no hen there, if there's no decoy, that you're, you're in ready. shooting range and yeah. you're ready to blast them. Yeah. I know we... We up. Uh, there's been situations uh, that I can regrettably remember where you had told me last year in Oklahoma there was a big cedar tree to my right and these birds were, man, we had them roosted. We were probably 40, 50 yards away from their roost. Yeah. And I figured, oh, you know, they'll just fly to the edge of this field and they'll be right down my gun barrel. Yeah. And what happened was is they flew – too far and they actually flew so far to my right that that cedar tree impeded my you know shooting and then them birds kind of
1: yeah they got away from <laughs> they us.
0: got away and
1: those rios really cover ground too so. oh my gosh right off the they're roost gone. anyways yeah. they they were there for 15 minutes and then yep they were out of there
0: yep i i think you know looking back on that one if if i'd have just been more aggressive and pulled up on them maybe Maybe I wouldn't have got the shot off, but I had a better chance than just sitting there yeah. hoping that we could call them. Because I think – didn't we have a Jake decoy sitting yeah, out there or had, something? Yeah, we had decoys. We had hoping Jake that, shot. you know, they would work that. But there was just too many birds for them to care about that decoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you use decoys?
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, I I don't always use a decoy, but I'm not ashamed to. I
0: mean, <laughs> yeah. I know. I just – you know, it seems like everybody's a purist these days. And, you know yeah. – you. I think it takes away the fun. It's like making fun of crossbow hunters. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like if I want to reap a turkey, I'll reap a turkey. If I want to use a decoy, I'll use a decoy. Yeah. I just want to have fun, Yeah, you know, because that's what hunting is all about. And when you start taking away all the fun, which I will say personally, does it make you a better hunter if you don't use a a, a reaper or a decoy? I mean, that's a toss-up because, A, you might be a little dumber for not using your resources but at the same time yeah. it's much more i feel like it's a challenge when you don't have those things to kind of bring that bird in oh yeah. you have to really use the woodsmanship yeah to yeah. to get in within range yeah not to call any of you guys dumb I, you know poor choice of words there <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah i mean it's teach their own some some people don't like using them at all and they won't use them and that's fine um you know i I'm not gonna use them all the time, but you know, um, there's certain situations I get in that I think they're really beneficial, and I use them. But I mean, I would say most of the time I don't, j- just because I'm, you know, always on the move, and uh, I just don't want to be packing it around. Oh or my something. goodness! But
0: there's been so many. I mean, we walked nine miles in Oklahoma one day didn't hear a gobble yeah and we packed a decoy then we did pack a decoy that day yeah so yeah I mean there's there's that obstacle just you know taking it around every single place you go to Mm -hmm. becomes time consuming and yeah
1: not not every setup you need one or uh, sometimes you probably don't want one but you know I don't
0: I mean I've heard of decoys Messing up a hunt.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They. Yeah, I mean, I've had turkeys run away from them for sure. I mean, there's no 100% answer to killing one.
0: They just thought, hey, I got my butt whooped by that guy. Well, that guy was never here before. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so yeah. you're just an idiot. <laughs> yeah,
1: or maybe they've, you know, had a bad experience and got shot at, you know, or yep. seen their buddy get shot or yep. something. Hey, like
0: that, 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 that thing's not moving very much. Yeah. And then you get the ones that are just – you shoot one of them and then they just stick yeah, around. Yeah, they just stand and, there. Yeah, those are my favorite, you know, with with the hunt I had with my <laughs> wife last year. Yeah. She pretty much had to, like, yank my arm and tell me, hey, you still have a tag, you can shoot this one. And so that turkey gave me plenty of time to, to get, to get him. Yeah, yeah. dusted them. Yeah, I got, I got lucky that she was there because I probably would have just celebrated and ran and tackled the other turkey. Yeah. She was on the ball.
1: Yeah, it's easy to get caught up in the moment.
0: That was our first turkey hunt ever together. Yeah, that's so incredible. It was uh, it was Crypto a pretty sweet better. memory. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be hard to top. Yeah, it is. But you know, it's been it's been a fun couple years of turkey hunting. But I, I'm just I'm really looking. I think every year I just get more and more amped. Yeah,
1: that's at, good too. I know.
0: I, I don't know I, if it's a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: it can go both both ways on that. Uh,
0: I just I, I mean, we talk about out of state trips. I've got so many planned in my head, and I'm ready to execute. I know this year's a little different story, but you know these these next few years, you know we're probably going to be hitting the road, and we're going to be yeah, we're going to be slaying the turkeys. I hope Boston. so. I
1: hope so. <laughs> yeah, it's traveling is something. I'm traveling to Turkey hunt is something that I want to keep doing. You know I don't see myself not going somewhere.
0: It's a cheap trip. Yeah. I, I really do. I mean, yeah, with everything being as expensive as it is this day, if you really want to get away, yeah. it's not even, you don't have to get away for very long. Like an elk trip, you know, seven to 10 days. Yeah. A turkey trip could be a weekend.
1: Yep. I know on um, my situation last year, if, if I wouldn't have traveled, I wouldn't have killed a turkey. So, yeah. you know, I had my the home chances. The were, yeah. they
0: were uh, kicking our ass.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, so if you're, i mean we have a short season here so if you're limited on time to hunt some guys only have at most six days to hunt the whole season the whole the whole spring so uh, you know if you're just hunting missouri and you're limited on time it's something to think about because it's it's doable there's plenty of places to go and a lot of turkeys in some of the areas so
0: and it's just a different type of hunting yeah i mean you know you could go to you know, I, I can't even say because I haven't been in enough states. But yeah. every state I've been to, which was just Oklahoma and Nebraska, yeah. compared to Missouri, has been completely different yeah, from each, each other.
1: Each state is different from what I've seen. I mean, I've only been to four different states to hunt, but it's each one's different. So it's – I don't know. I guess that's why it's so fun.
0: Just learning. Yeah. Learning new ground and learning the differences that turkeys have in different areas mm-hmm so i think we're uh we could continue to keep talking about turkeys and we probably will once we shut this down yeah but uh let's go ahead and wrap it up we'll uh let these guys sit and ponder for this with a for a week yeah. and uh do you have anything to add before we jump off here
1: no i think we covered a good amount of stuff uh, some early season tactics to hopefully help you guys get on a turkey and. Uh, hope everybody has a good season
0: yeah good luck good good luck luck this this year year. guys and if you've been listening to these podcasts and enjoying these episodes you know leave us a review tell us what we could work on tell us what you you love whether it's a specific episode or just something we talked about on on an episode you know we really appreciate to hear that feedback it uh, makes our podcast better and it helps us grow a little bit, so if you guys could do that for us, you know that's the only thing we ever ask. And uh, you know, leave us a five star. We would appreciate it. That's all for today's podcast, and uh, this is how we do it in the 573.